0: I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence. I'm
1: a vampire! I'm a vampire! I'm a vampire!
2: I'd like to take his his face off. Oh, not, not the beat
1: A,
0: B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J,
1: K, L. I was a little drunk. Plus, I was horny. And welcome back to Cage Old Question, where we ask, Is Nicolas Cage the greatest actor alive? I'm Artoon, and this is my wife-to-be, Christina. Hello. And on this show, we watch the entire film catalog of Nicolas Cage in chronological order, working our way through 40 years of cinema.
2: As a disclaimer, this is a personal podcast not affiliated with any third parties, and the opinions expressed herein are strictly our own.
1: And if you're wondering if Artoon still sounds sick and has COVID, Yes. As last week, he still does, but that's it's because we sometimes record two episodes in one day. That's behind the scenes magic for you. For today's We're episode, you may
0: feel sick right now. Yeah.
1: You may yes, feel sick but, right
0: now, but uh, what if it's just a pee in your ear, bro? What if all we got to do be, is get in there? It could oh. be a pee in my ear. And speaking oh, I of, I was which, gonna
2: say, hopefully, you'll be better by the time this recording comes out.
1: Yeah, yeah, yes, hopefully. Oh, well, that's ideally. cool too. I actually think that's mm. cool too, ideally. Nice. Uh, for today's episode, we are reviewing the 2001 film Captain Corelli's Mandolin. The screenplay was written by Sean Slovo, and it's based on the book of the same name by Louis de Bernier, which is loosely based off of the life of Amos Pampeloni and his involvement in the revolt of Italian soldiers against their former Greek allies on the Greek island of Cephalonia. The film was because directed their
2: former German allies
1: I guess they're former German allies yes on the Greek island of Catalonia Thank you Steve uh, the film was directed by John Madden yes the same man who did Shakespeare in love and today <laughs> we are joined by our, our very first returning guest mr. Teddy Steinkelllner welcome Yee! back to the
0: pod Two-timers club, give me my Woo! robe. You
1: get your robe. Uh, you <laughs> might over. remember Teddy from our wonderful episode of Peggy Sue Got Married. Uh, and if you don't, uh, he's an <laughs> author and screenwriter. He's the author of three coming-of-age novels, Trash Can Days, Trash Can Nights, and Two Roads from Year. He's also written and developed TV programs for Disney and Netflix, but most importantly, we are all
0: in a film club together with him. Teddy, welcome back to the pod. <laughs> Thank you. I'm absolutely thrilled. Um, when you announced you were launching the pod, this was the episode I requested to be on. Yes, this was the uh, number one. This was my number one with a bullet. I couldn't tell you why, because it's a bad, boring movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> I do think it'll be... I don't think it'll be boring to talk about. I actually think there's so no. much to get into. Yeah. There's so much but to back. But to actually watch this movie is an unpleasant experience. <laughs> Teddy, (laughs) Um, Teddy. Whenever
2: I started to get stressed out, being like I'm not really having a good time, I was like, "But I'm gonna love talking about it with Teddy." Um Oh yeah.
0: (laughs) We, I mean, and I would consider myself—I've got to be like in the world's—I don't know—top thirty experts on this movie simply by (laughs) dint of the fact that I've read the book and I saw the movie once before on my own, not in prep for the pod. So I think, like, who better than me? Yeah. No, you're You've by far the, the best Yes. I've seen this Kodemi. movie twice, um, which the, I actually, it's kind of fun. The, the reason <laughs> Courtney, my lovely wife, guest friend of the yes. pod from uh, her yes. appearance on Face Off, Courtney, and I, we went to Europe. At this point, it would have been like nine years ago. And we went to our first ever like big trip as a couple. And we went to the Cotswolds, which are in England. I don't know if people know what that is, but just tiny, perfect little quaint villages. And um, we were staying in a B and a proper bed Ooh-la-la. and breakfast,
1: Ooh-la-la. with just
0: a really spooky old Angela Lansbury lady who made her own creepy baby dolls. Like she made like yawning babies out of like wax or whatever. And um, we were staying here, and it was it was spooky. What cute, was the year? That. What was the year? Twenty thirteen, summer of okay. summer of thirteen.
1: Wow, only twelve and, years uh, after Captain Corelli. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Captain Corelli was still like fresh in the minds, <laughs> and um, in the room they had one DVD you could watch if oh memory God. serves. Maybe there were two, <laughs> but I really think there was only one, and it was in fact Captain Corelli's mandolin. Which we watched, and it was uh, a befuddling experience then. <laughs> a uh, It continues to be a disorienting. Sometimes uh, I wake up really early and watch a movie. That happened this week. I woke up at like five or six put on Captain Corelli's. It's equally off-putting and bizarre. Wait, so and, had uh, you yeah.
1: already read the book in 2013 or you Great did cute. movie, book, movie, or book,
0: movie, movie? I, I went for the old <laughs> movie, book, movie. Uh, movie, the, movie, book movie. The old <laughs> MBM sandwich. Uh, a a, a he with the DVD. Bread.
2: There's got to be no. another spine I can crack.
0: I think, yeah. <laughs> I th- I think, honestly, I had the experience of going like, well, okay, obviously this movie was like failed Oscar bait trash, right? But sometimes bad movies can come from good books. And I think I looked into it on Goodreads. The book has like a 4.2 or something pretty, certainly Mm -hmm. higher than any of my books have on Goodreads. And uh, it's like a well-regarded book. Uh, I started reading it, I think just on a different trip or something. And I just want to say, the book is fantastic.
2: That's what I've heard.
0: (laughs) memorably good. It um, plays with POV. It gets into every character's head. The part of the book is told from Mussolini's point of view. Wow. And it does a whole stream of consciousness. It basically gets into his brain, and it's like Il Duce's thoughts or whatever. Wow. And it's, it's like a really great World War II romance that just has... Some literary experimentation happening. It's very funny. It's a funny book. That wow. like uh, the character, the dad character, uh, Yanni, Doctor Yannis, Yannis, Doctor Yannis, Doctor No, he <laughs> is like it's like a laugh out loud book, but it's also sweet and wow. sad. And it was just completely butchered by Miramax and <laughs> Nick Cage and everyone. Um, but I highly recommend the Cotswolds and the book and basically everything except <laughs> this film. <laughs> <laughs> um, incredible. Incredible. Um, <clears throat> I
1: We're already kind of getting into it. So let me go ahead and say we're, we're going to be in spoiler territory. Um, you've heard Teddy's recommendation. R- maybe read the entire book and come back and listen to this episode. It is a long just, book. It's like a it's 500 a pager,
0: but worth it. Yeah.
1: But worth it. Um, You don't really need to watch this movie, but I'll say it's like, whatever. Do what you want. Um,
2: I think my parents should watch this movie. I think my mom should watch this movie. This is the kind of like, I feel like boring movie that parents sometimes are like, you know. That's beautiful. Beautiful of Greece that, that they'll just really appreciate. I have
1: a series of five-star reviews from Amazon customers that I'll get to it later in the episode, but we're not the demographic for
0: this movie. No, I would I'm say for Moniqueers, just
2: skip it. Just skip if you it, are but, an okay.
0: old British woman who makes babies out of wax, you will <laughs> love this movie. This, this is movie. your
2: favorite movie. <laughs> yeah. um,
0: and this movie, what is it?
2: But well, spoilers, ahead.
1: Spoilers, spoilers ahead, ahead. spoilers ahead, spoiler for us. Spoilers, spoilers. ahead. So, spoilers. Nicolas Cage plays Captain Antonio Corelli, the, wow. an, <laughs> the leader of an <laughs> Italian invasion force who has come to the island of Kefalonia. On the island, there's the local doctor, Dr. Yanni, played by John Hurt, his daughter, Pelagia, played by Penelope Cruz, and her fiancé, fisherman slash Greek impromptu resistance fighter, Mandras, played by Christian Bale. <laughs>
0: And Christian Bale's butt. uh,
1: And Christian Bale's plump, juicy butt. Uh, things, (laughs) things, Things get spicy when Captain Corelli starts to have feelings towards Pelagia, and Pelagia, though engaged, starts to feel back. This is happening during World War II. There are Germans, there's Italians, there's fascists. But does it really matter? Only time will tell. This is Captain Corelli's mandolin. Um possibly the least dramatic love triangle of all time the least dramatic love triangle of all time uh this movie is crazy because i'm gonna i'm gonna start us off real quick because yeah. i i have to say this it's been on my mind yeah, boy. the first half of the movie treats the war like it's color war at camp like everyone's upset <laughs> that the italians are there and they're just like i hate this team and like like everyone's right they like explode a bomb on the beach and like every like no one's having that bad a time. Everyone's just like, uh, harumph. and then it transitions into a full invasion, horrifying, like war mowing down like different movie. And it's not like, I don't, maybe that's the point. Maybe that's the point. But for me, it was such a, a jarring seismic shift in the second half of the movie. And this movie's crazy. I, and on all this, there's a love triangle. No, I I wholeheartedly
0: Um, agree. I think on this watch, what kept popping up was kind of to your point, Artoon, tonally, everything is off. (laughs) Like, yes, there's much to discuss. The accents, the acting, the plot points all leave much to be desired. But I think all that could have been forgiven if we could have just skewed the the tone sliders. You know, I kept on writing down things like this movie is like Mamma Mia without ABBA songs, (laughs) you know, kind of to what you're saying about like, everyone's a little too happy or too jolly, but in a weird way, they're not happy or jolly enough. I wrote, never thought I'd say this, but this needs to be more twee. And I hate Jojo Rabbit, but this should be more like Jojo Rabbit. Like it kind of needs to pick, is this going to (laughs) be super fluffy and inessential in a kind of Wes Anderson-y, Paddington-y type way? Or is this going to be like an actual movie where people die and it hurts and it's hard,
2: but it really
0: takes elements of both those things in a way that just is a kind of a nauseating palette. I couldn't agree more Teddy, because that's
1: it's, it does. It straddles that line, as you were saying, where it's like, it doesn't choose. And so instead it's like, we can have both. We can have our cake and eat it too. And instead they have nothing. Uh, They have a two hour and 11 minute movie that's I don't know this, this there's so much, there's so much wrong on
0: every level for this one. For me, I, I kept, which is rare. You have defended some pretty bad movies on this podcast, <laughs> including, I mean, I don't know if Peggy Sue got married when we talked about it. I don't know if it's bad, but you made it sound good, and you made Nick Cage doing a crazy voice sound good, and I don't think you're going to be able to do that this time. No, and I can't. And that's what I kept thinking to myself. I go,
1: man, I have stood up for this guy time and time again, and then right. he has the gall to come and do this. <laughs> for everyone who hasn't watched, Nicolas Cage's accent in this like straddles like... It's like a mix of Mario uh, Borat and his normal voice. It's yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: with maybe a little Chris Pratt Mario thrown in there. Yes, yeah.
2: The thing, the thing I want to say is I'm not convinced he's doing a bad Italian mm. accent. It's just an awful thing to experience. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> I and he, 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 hear me out. Hear me out there's a contestant on love island uk his name is davide and he's italian and god bless but after a while i'm like this guy's talking like a muppet this guy (laughs) is talking this italian (laughs) accent is the language of the muppet people and an italian speaks english it is a puppet and i'm sort of like nicholas cage kind of has like a funny froggy voice sometimes so i think there's a chance it's just like his voice doing an Italian accent, and it's just coming across mega puppet. But it is impossible to take him seriously as our romantic lead, capable of stealing Penelope Cruz away from Christian Bale when he's talking like uh, uh, like Kermit the Frog. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, I,
0: I will say with all respect to Italians who are, of course, POCs. Um, oh. <laughs> No, with, with all Teddy. respect to Italians, no. I'm that's a little <laughs> joke. That's a little <laughs> joke. Um, no. Um, I I, I like your point, Steen, because yeah, I think it's it's a goofy accent. It's not clear that it's bad. I'm reminded of um, in high school. I was in regular econ because I just felt like A P econ is not really for me. I was in regular econ and there was a Italian exchange student, a basketball player in my class. And I have this vivid memory of him one time. And the teacher of econ was also the basketball coach. So all the basketball players were in class with me and they all called him coach. I think I may have as well. It's cool. Coach. Uh, And the teacher was saying something. He's like, so, so blah, 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 blah. And basically blah, 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 blah. And Marco was his name, I think, or I've named him that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Marco raises his hand and he just goes, "Coach, coach, coach." Uh, what is uh, basically? Because <laughs> Coach had said basically, and oh Nick Cage God. is basically doing the what is basically voice in this. Yeah. And it's, so, it's 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 just it's goofy. I don't know if it's bad, yes. but it's goofy. It's just and then you've good. also okay. got all these Greek accents. Yeah, go ahead, tune. No, but
1: to your point, so now it's coming around around the horn that you guys are both saying he's actually doing a honest accent here. It's credible. It's, it's credible. Incredible. but it's, it's, too, <laughs> it's just too much. Um, yeah. And it's too much for this. The other thing is, I don't think he does a bad job in this, but I don't think Christian Bale's... Looks Greek to begin with. Uh, Nor his accent's fine. It's it's fine. But Penelope Cruz, there's there's a there's no Greek accent there. It's a false. Full, <laughs> she's fully just doing her Spanish accent. It's she's Iberian. She's I. I guess that's my point. Is that like you with all the accents in this? Everyone is doing a different accent. Only John Hurt, I think, successfully manages the accent. Um, or plays around with it. And I think the rest of the cast is probably more like ethnic- ethnically correct, like after the big stars, unless I'm wrong. Right. Or what do you guys feel? Yeah. No, no, I, I, don't,
0: I mean, know. it sounds right. I mean, th- there's a lot of, I feel like there's just this whole genre of movies. <laughs> I mean, basically <laughs> I'm thinking of Captain Corelli and Mamma Mia!, where you just have this like sea full of Greek NPCs <laughs> who I'm yeah. like, maybe they're authentic. I don't know. But they're just yeah. walking around holding fish, whatever. And at the yeah. end of the movie, there's always an earthquake that like changes everything and oh, makes everyone happy. Dude,
1: this was oh Chekhov's earthquake. They mentioned yeah. this earthquake a hundred times before, <laughs> before it came. And yet, it still caught yeah. me off guard. Wasn't expected. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're well into the spoilers, but if you don't watch this movie, just know that you get all the way through the movie and then there is still more movie to get through because now we gotta have an earthquake. Like yeah. you've had a full yeah. well, you've had full, like at least two war stories, at least two romance stories, and now you gotta get an earthquake story thrown in there at the end as well. But crazy, crazy stuff.
0: I I have a quick cue. This is uh kind of a personal Mandela effect thing for me. And I need like an objective POV. Um, So when when Courtney and I first watched this back in in the day, I always remembered there was a scene of Penelope Cruz running around in a white dress with her bad accent going, Captain Corelli, Captain Corelli. (laughs) And in my mind, that was like a thing from this movie or just like kind of the impression of the movie that I did. Uh-huh. And in watching this the other morning at six a.m., I don't think that ever happened. And okay, so I'm so. confirming with you guys that that never happens. <laughs> that never happens. <laughs> no, There's she does I...
2: run around. There's a lot yes. of her running around. There's some barefoot like, running.
0: running, but yeah.
2: she, but she, I, she doesn't. She doesn't do any of that hollering.
0: I She's mostly waiting. silent.
2: She's incredibly no, I know. quiet. Yeah. There was She's one where silent. I, I, I earnestly turned to Artoon and I was like. Did Penelope Cruz speak English at this point? Because she seems like she's trying to get away with not doing it. But r two was like, yes, don't say that she about her. Already I was like, done, I don't know. She'd already done. She'd
1: already done.
0: Like,
1: she'd already done Vanilla Sky by this point. She, had yeah, been this, but movies. this was early. Yeah. She, this, this was, was early
0: among exactly. her first three or four. Um, yeah, like Hollywood West. Movies. Yes, yeah. I was going to call them Western yeah. movies. Yes, as opposed to She's the Eastern. Western. I don't know yes. why I called her that. <laughs> no, but yeah, one of her first three or four Hollywood films. Exactly. After yeah. her yeah. long history with Luvadar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. she was fully ensconced in the West. Uh, yes. You do see her boobs and armpit hair in one yes. shot. Yes, in you this. do. I don't yes. mean to. I don't mean to reduce her to that, but I just think it's interesting. It is interesting.
2: It is interesting. And it is. So she is, Nicolas Cage is 10 years older than her. And so uh, circle this filming, she's 26 and he's 36. And that Mm. kiss I found so (laughs) disgusting. I was like, she just looks so young. And then her boobies are out. And you're like, oh God, was this a chance for him to get, get a handful? But then I was impressed by the underarm hair. I was like, wow, that's, that feels I thought authentic. that
0: was a really nice. It was like something for everyone, all in one yeah, shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but
2: there, just just on the subject of them kissing, yes, I feel like yes. critics agree that they have zero chemistry. That uh, they, who someone described it as, um, oh, Derek Ellie for Variety said, "There's a singular lack of chemistry between the two <laughs> actors," and I'm like, well, and she yes. was.
0: She was, I believe, dating Tom Cruise at the time this was made. I think so too. Wow. So yeah. I had just, I'm now I'm wondering, like, who, whom with whom did she have the least chemistry? And, <laughs> well, like, eventually she got with Javier Bardem. That's who she's married yeah, to that's Yeah, that's who she's married to so, now. Yeah. Yes. It finally so worked handsome. out. Yeah. I
1: think. I, I love that guy. I think it's interesting because, well, first of all, I think in the 1940s when the movie is based a 10 year age gap is customary for, for
0: <laughs>
1: well and we don't forget we are in Greece the birth of age gap <laughs> we are in Greece <laughs> um, but oh, I will say referring to dyadic uh, mentorships d- uh, I,
2: I, 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 <laughs> oh my god oh my god Good Lord.
0: teddy, teddy.
2: Turn. Right. Um, I'm
0: trying, I'm trying but, not to be a three time guest
2: no. It, seems,
0: <laughs> <Please>. <laughs> no it seems okay so our team says I, it's okay that they were dating that's fine
1: it's okay they were dating but i'll say they that weren't um, they were not dating They were dating. dating. oh no, no well, in the movie i mean in the yeah. movie yeah, but yeah. um so cage was having a rough go at it because he was getting divorced at the time to, to patricia arquette and people kept mm. putting tabloids out them him and penelope cruz are having a fling on set and he kept denying it and she denied it and they were both like pretty upset about it and it seems like they were friends and like that, like they liked each other as like friends and like that. It seems from what I understand, everyone was having a pretty good time at, in Greece, except it was a little too hot. Christian Bale was like, it's too hot here. Um But it's I don't know. I, it's frustrating for these these tabloids. This is all I'm saying. It's
0: too I don't hot know everywhere where Christian, Bale goes, cause yeah, Christian Bale goes. Because he's he Christian Bale. He brings it with him. Quick, just super quick on exactly. real life Nicholas Cage X. Have we said a quick rest in peace, rest in power? Oh no, to, I think uh, this is a good Lisa Marie Presley. Lisa Marie Presley. I yes. mean, his second daughter wife. of Elvis, mother yeah. of Riley Keough, ex-wife of Nicholas Cage, yeah, and no, Michael great, Jackson.
1: Yes, yeah. great time, so. great time to to get yeah rest in power. And quick on quick on We saw, we saw her, we, we saw her, her at. No, I know that's
0: my fault. I, I, just said it. That's just That's my fault. I'm waiting. I shouldn't say it. It's just fun it, to say. Is the problem? It's, it's, she, it. it's just fun it's, to say, but we'll just go rest, rest in something. Well. Just rest in love. Rest in love and peace. Peace is what you say. Peace is what you say. Yes. Well,
1: it's also it's it's we we saw her at the Golden Globes, and it was like two days later. Oh, that's always weird. Yeah. And she was, like, healthy. You say healthy. we, uh, like,
2: we were there at the Golden Globes. We were all at we the Golden Globes. And no, at the, <laughs> we were
1: all at the after party together. And, I mean, that's probably where I got COVID from now
0: that I'm...
2: <laughs> no, it's all jokes. Well, it's all jokes. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, Golden Globes makes me think of, like, um, just the, you know, awards hype machine, which I feel like in the era that this was made is so inextricably intertwined with... Miramax, Harvey weinstein yes. Yes. horrible for many, many reasons. But one of the lesser reasons that they were horrible is, I think, you know, did they accidentally make some good movies along the way? Absolutely. I mean, I think Shakespeare and Love's a pretty good movie directed by John Madden, mm-hmm. who made this. It's maybe people have different <laughs> thoughts on whether it should have won Best Picture, but um, this movie to me seems to have been such a casualty of the like Miramax build hype try to get, like, it just... Something bad happened in the cutting room of this film. Maybe on set, too, but, like, kind of to the what we were saying about tone, like, it's just so obvious. Everyone in this movie is here to win an award. Bale's yes. trying to win Best Supporting. Like, everyone's going everyone's for it. And I think that's kind of why this the accents is what, are happening. It just this sucks. is what leads us to The Tourist with
1: Angelina Jolie and uh, mm-hmm. Johnny Depp. Like, this is the machine that takes us to Oscar picture with... Just like a very up and coming or famous actress, and a very and an already award winning actor, or actress, and like try to put them together and go, let's get let's get more awards. Let's just keep racking them up.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But tell me why? Tell me why our Amazon description for this movie was like <laughs> was like this is crazy. Academy Award winner Nicolas Cage and sexy Penelope Cruz.
0: <laughs> I also have that written in my notes. Sexy yes. Penelope Cruz. Yes. Just, what's the-
2: that was so astonishing. And then co- I come to find out, slash so be reminded of, Learn, uh, she is also an Oscar winner.
1: Yes. Chris yes. Mill, Although, not, maybe not, not at the, the time. time. Nicolas
2: Cage have all won their not own Awards. Not at the Academy time. Awards. But I mean, you could update right. the description of the Amazon movie blurb of it. Right. It it's was,
0: like, I, Academy it's Award so winner Nicolas so Cage and Penelope Cruz a pair of boobs with armpit hair <laughs> star in this film. <laughs> no, I does feel like Harvey yeah. wrote the Amazon description. I was yes. pretty flabbergasted with that. You don't expect to see such rank uh, misogyny. In such it such crazy. Banal it was crazy. It, yes. Um, but, but and, the, and movie, the movie, yeah, it objectifies her, but maybe not to the extent that that description would make it. Seem. No. And she actually, I think she's, she's pretty good in it.
1: Um, At least in my opinion, in the sense of like, I think she's able to show off her, like, what makes her such a. uh, She brings joie de vie. I will say, she brings
0: genuine joy to the proceedings. And Nick Cage, who can often inject something into a movie that otherwise lacks it, like, he'll bring presence, he'll bring weirdness. I felt like in this, his weird Chris Pratt Mario accent aside. (laughs) He was just kind of flat. Like, yes, the yeah. character was playing mandolin and he was supposed to kind of like, I right, sing opera and do all this stuff. But it wasn't fun. And I did feel like Penelope was at least fun. Yes. And John Hurt, Ollivander, was a little bit fun, too. Yes. Um,
2: Penelope is so gorgeous. Christian Bale is so gorgeous that they make... <laughs> Nicholas Cage, who I think in certain lighting is a gorgeous man, but they make him look terrible here. And then, oh, he's and then
0: an ogre in this.
2: He's an ogre! I love yeah. him. God bless him. But like, he looks like like. I think it's also because they have these beautiful, perfect, symmetrical, like, flat kind of broad faces. And it makes his look like the absolute most point-dexter uh, of a triangle conehead guy. But, but 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 also, and Roger Ebert points this out in his review, like, the love story that we're supposed to buy into between <laughs> Pelagia, Penelope, and Corelli Cage.
1: Pelagia. Um,
2: <laughs> Pelagia. Pelagia. Uh, that the screenplay just takes it as a given that they look at each other and they are in love, and that it doesn't do any of the heavy lifting and tell us how, why, and with <laughs> what words and for what reasons. And that to be required to love by the needs of a genre formula is no kind of fun. And I think that's what happens here is that the book sounds amazing and that there's so much going on. And the screenplay tries to be like, well, we'll focus on it through this romance. But it doesn't give us anything for, like, why they on earth would be in love. Like, if he was, like, a gorgeous, gorgeous Italian man or, like, a – I don't mean to be trivial, but, like, a Chris Hemsworth type, like, just a you undeniably beautiful man who is living in her house and, like, what is she supposed to do other than fall in love with him? But instead he comes off as such a, like, oddball – guy uh, like
1: they don't even oh. here's the thing they don't even have like so let's say <clears throat> there's two options you either go yes. the chris hemsworth route and you yes. go he's just undeniable like you just look yeah. at him and you're like that's an adonis or you go the route like you have to have them doing things that are gonna make them fall in love In <laughs> yes. That, we didn't at, see them yes do a pottery at, class together or whatever and, and, yeah. and yes. yes at this all that happens is like at the town square Once he plays her a song and goes, that's Belagia's song. (laughs) And she's like... He watches her dance. He watches her dance. She's like kind of like... Them falling in love is like a couple of awkward interactions. And he's like also playing with like... What's that little girl's name? Do you have that? Lemony. Yeah, like Lemony. Lemony Sneaky. Yeah, at some point he's playing with Lemony in like just like a way where he's just like... and, and. I don't know. She looks at him fondly then. And I'm like, he's just playing with a little girl. There's nothing that special <laughs> there. Uh, and, and then it, and then she's like, I love him, Papa.
0: And it's, it's crazy. I, I don't. Well, it's, crazy. it's yeah. Structurally it fails in that like, like it's a failure on so many, on so many levels. I think we've discussed why ca- the casting is hilariously uh, off. Structurally, I counted Nick Cage. Uh, Captain Corelli is not introduced until 22 minutes into this film. Yeah, which a better film could pull that off. Like that is kind of interesting. We're gonna yes. give you a real sense of the island, that we're gonna be fully uh, in Greece. But and in a book that could also work. I think in a book you can wait till that long to introduce a protagonist. In a movie, it's inexcusable unless you're just really avant garde and really playing with space and time. Yes. So RRR does that. Yeah, RRR that. Yes. RRR pulls out of. Speaking of which, uh, speaking of RRR, <laughs> talking about uh, NPCs in this film, the canon guy <laughs> is Beam. <laughs> the canon, I think yes. it's the cannon guy yes. who's yes. wandering around. Yes, it's literally Beam. Look. Yes.
1: The first. So you're saying he's not yeah. introduced until the 22 minutes. Um, yeah. Those first 20 minutes are great.
0: They're great. Like. It's just a good. There's time and place, and yeah. It opens with
1: this crazy pee scene where this guy has had a pee in his ear for like what must be forty years, and he's like, "Oh, I can hear again!" It's so funny. There's like so much comedy that happens around that. Also, if you're doubting, yes, that's the first. If you're doubting, it's delightful. If you're, if you're doubting that that could happen, when I was um, a child, (laughs) I put an acorn in my nose, uh, and it got stuck. Uh, And I didn't tell anyone about it for a week. And eventually my mom was like, why are you having trouble breathing? And why are you like, like having issues? And eventually I confessed that I had put an acorn far up my nose and I couldn't get it out. And we had to go to the doctor to pull it out. And I was like, and I truly had that. Like, I'm like, oh, I can can smell again. I can breathe. Um, And this
0: guy really likes over the hedge. So, <laughs> so
2: crazy. So I, uh, smelling. He's always smelling we stuff. dissected
0: a, we dissected a sheep's heart. This is not my body, but my backpack, we dissected a sheep's heart in fifth grade. And I thought it was like, you know, all formaldehyde and whatever. And I thought it would be cool if I just kept this in my backpack. And it was just kind of like a fun thing. If I had a sheep's heart in my backpack, I kept it in there for like no weeks, if not months. And people would be Teddy. like, why does, yeah, people would be like, why does your backpack smell like shit? And I just wouldn't tell them. <laughs> then finally, I took the sheep's heart out. And I don't think I've ever told anyone. Wow. Well, thank you.
1: For- <laughs> people, people have their weird quirks and it's okay. Yeah. People have their thank weird quirks and that's us okay. you are your
2: horrible secret.
1: Same space. <laughs> you'll, you'll edit that out of the podcast, right? <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this is what I'm saying. Like the beginning works. We then go, they're having, they have this weird religious ceremony, which I'm like, I believe it. Uh, mm-hmm. then they all dance around like the Armenians dance in a big circle. And I was like, that's great. That's tradition. Everyone's here. They shoot the cannon the, uh, or beam shoots the cannon. It hits Christian Bale in the ass. He has to go to the doctor. John Hurt opens his ass up and slaps and tells Penelope Cruz, get here and tell me about this ass. And she comes over and <laughs> and, and like breaks it down. She's like, that's the gluteus maximus, the gluteus menoris <laughs> and, and something else. And I'm, I'm here for this. They fall in love. And I'm, this is also I had heard rumors that this was not gonna be a good movie. Um and I was like, maybe this is a good movie and everyone's everyone's wrong, right? He has to yeah, go to war. You feel helpful at first. She's writing letters. Um and then it all Enter comes crashing down when the Italian <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, at oh the, the exact God.
0: moment when the movie should be taking off and getting dramatic. Uh, you just have this weird Twee musical aficionado fascist guy who sucks yeah. and is ugly and bad and he ruins the movie. <laughs> but he kind of takes ugly everyone rights, else down with rights. him. Yes. Ugly rights, ugly rights, ugly rights. But, but um, he is
2: also on the side of the fascists. Like the movie sp- this movie spends time trying to be like, no, no, the Italians are like the Greeks, like they're not they're not Nazis, whatever. Yeah, not those, but yeah. like but you're just um, you're on the side of the Nazis. Well, like you it, came This movie in would and-
0: have <laughs> us believe that of course, yes, the Italians were fascists, they were aligned with the Nazis. Of course they were. But there was one special regiment where they all loved opera and those guys were good. And I guess that is kind of true, but I don't know, watching the movie it just doesn't really pass the smell test, it much as my backpack no. did in fifth grade. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, it's, it's the way that they have some conversations with, like... So there's both Italians and Germans on the island, um, but it's an Italian majority at first and a smaller German minority, and there's, like, one German well, It's like officer. the Italians
0: aren't good enough at being fascists, They ha- so they have to bring the Nazis in to be, like, their yes. daddy fascists to actually impose order on Kefalonia. And then they
1: have, like... They're sitting down having, like... Let's debate fascism, like, over tea, where, <coughs> where they're, like... Um, He's like, well, Nicholas is like, well, if I saw anyone that was getting hurt, I would definitely help them, and then like
2: they were my brother, <laughs> like they were my
1: brother, and, and we're having they're this like, like oh, yeah? it's, it just feels like they're weirdly trying to justify that they're like these are the good, these are the good Italians, and uh, to your point, Teddy, like based on the historical part of it, like yes, these people did end up like turning on the Germans and like trying to defend the the island, but like. I don't think it means everyone there was like opera singing lovers. Um, but this is when I I like my spirit left my body is when because it, it's not doing it with any sort of like pointed effort. The Germans like, and I had it hard, too, when I was a baby. <laughs> imagine growing up, the world hated us and everyone hates me for being German. It's hard. And I don't have blonde hair. <laughs> and... Yeah there's like a whole pitiful thing about him. And then it doesn't like lead anywhere. Like it's, it doesn't like, they're just like, here's just like another guy. Everything feel for feels,
0: him too. everything, including that speech feels like a shitty uh, Wikipedia version of what was probably in the book. You know, yes. I like, you can imagine the nuanced German guy who's mostly evil, yeah. but gives a cool speech. You can imagine in a book where that would be like, wow, remember that? And yeah. same with, um, you were talking about the falling in love. There's, Two separate, like full three minute long sequences where uh, Captain Corelli plays his titular (laughs) mandolin and Penelope Cruz, Pelagia, watches him and just totally falls in love with him kind of both times. And you can imagine where in a book uh, there would be just a lyrical description of that. We could be doing little flashbacks and all sorts of interesting stuff and where that would work. Of course, that's the moment. That's the falling in love moment. And I think a movie would have a harder time pulling it off, but still could, you know, film is a, is a versatile medium. There's lots of things we could have done to show how the music is making this love happen, but Mm. the movie seems very uninterested in proving that to us or, or showing that it it merely just wants to say, well, yeah, there's a song. And of course she falls in love, And it's like, no, he's not, (laughs) why? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. They're like, singing is a part of life, but it's not a a part of this movie in the way that it should be. Even though you have so many what you could consider musical numbers in this movie, it's not like...
0: It probably should have been a musical, if anything. Yeah,
2: Yeah, it should have. It should have actively done so or been just... If you just tweak it a little more, because I will say that when Nicolas Cage is playing the mandolin... It is beautiful. It takes my yeah. breath away. Yeah. He's incredible. He learned to play the mandolin for this movie. He plays it beautifully. It's just so amazing. And then that's when his like beautiful, gorgeous blue eyes come out to shine. Like They're so mournful and sweet. He's wearing a fantastic sweater in this movie. But then when he starts speaking, it is awful. It is awful. It is such a stark... Shocking contrast. So it's like it's like you have these moments of magic, and then the spell is broken within the movie, and you're like, "What in the seven hells is going on here?"
1: <laughs> now, <laughs> unlike unlike Nicolas Cage, when Christina speaks, it's wonderful. But oh. like <gasps> Nicolas Cage, oh. she is also a mandolin player. So everyone, stay tuned for the end of the episode. We're gonna get a little bit of mandolin playing uh, as we as we <gasps> end, but not yet.
2: What? You gotta, what? you gotta,
1: you gotta, you gotta hold on to your butts before we get to before we get to that. That's hold right. Hold on there's to a... your
0: butts, Christian oh, Bale. Yeah. Hold on to your butts, your... <laughs> <laughs> um, I also, lovely.
1: I want to get back to Christian Bale because there's a lot of things that and also
2: that butt because I was shouting out to Teddy. I was like, when he's laying on the table with his pants down, I was like, this is very reminiscent of Far and Away when Tom Cruise is on the table <laughs> and Nicole yeah. Kidman is peeking at his genitals <laughs> under a bowl. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Tom Cruise, Penelope Cruz. Penelope Cruz has seen some fine butts in her day. That much we know.
1: That much we know. But I wanted to bring up I have it written in my notes maybe five times. Where is Mandras? Because (laughs) 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 it truly felt like he came and went. Like some points he was like, I'm gonna go fishing again. And then it's like, well, he's also gonna go resist.
2: Yeah, he's it like only never, I know the seas. Yeah, he goes to war a bunch don't of times. Even have he shoes goes to war a on. bunch of
1: times, and then I also had I had issue with this. So she wrote him a hundred letters, which an insane amount of letters to write. But I guess oh maybe for you, I guess you've never been in love if you ever written a hundred letters before. Wow! Or but with no with no response, with no response, yes, just send it. Right. She left. He, then, left <clears throat> he left her on unread. He left her unread. Or or but, did he when he no, gets he didn't, back? We find out when he gets back. She reads them all to him. And then, as and he says, I don't know how to read and write. And he shows that he has all of them. But then we later found out, even later, that he had someone there who read them to him, like a, a fellow soldier.
0: Yeah, he was lying. That he, he was he lying. Read them. And then
1: I go, like, well, then couldn't you ask your homie to, like write write a letter write dictate yeah. write, dictate what i say just saying i'm getting your letters i love you war is hard <laughs> like i like, i can't read and write sorry he also was like i'll learn to read and write it during war i'm like you got you got war to fight buddy there's you got the albanian you got the Al- you're on the albanian front it's it also doesn't make sense cuz i'm like didn't she you
0: know that he couldn't read and write it's well, that's that the whole... crazy thing. How do you get engaged? <laughs> I mean, I think if you, if let's just say which one of you wants to be the, the illiterate one in this hypothetical,
2: well, you can say, um, say we will say, Steen, I'm no Steen Armenian. yeah, yeah. I'm, yes, I'm okay, Armenian, and, and yes, that's
0: cool. I actually so really do yes. want to hear about it. that. Um, but yeah, let's say, <laughs> let's say, Steen, uh, short of not knowing Armenian, didn't know how to read English. Let's say, Steen was illiterate. I just feel like Artoon should know that by the time he proposes, yes, you know. Yeah. Yes. Even in the 40s, I feel like they even even talk in a fishing village. Yes, and
1: and I wouldn't I, I wouldn't holding that against you, but I wouldn't no. expect you to write back to me and then
0: be like, I can't believe it's been a hundred letters and you've never written back. Here's what blew me away about that whole thing was, yes, so Mantras plot twist actually had heard all hundred letters, and he reveals he goes, you know, I noticed for the first several letters things were all good, goo gaga, goo, ga, ga, I love you, blah blah blah, great. And then I noticed a shift and suddenly the letters weren't so in love with me. And I figured you were probably piping the uh, weird fascist who was living at your house, <laughs> whatever. And so that's when I went, okay, so Mandras cannot read, but he apparently has the reading comprehension skills of, like, a five-on-the-AP-English-exam type <laughs> literary scholar. Like, he's reading tone, he's reading inflection, like, he He's reading in between the lines without from reading at just all. just the letters, mm-hmm. yes. He, but yeah. it's also
2: in her hundredth letter, she's like, and I actually think I never loved you at all, which I'm just like, that's gotta be the most vicious thing you can say to a person, right? <laughs> well, well like,
1: not, you haven't said anything like that to me, Steen, but you have, like as a tactic (laughs) there's sometimes as a tactic
2: there's a
1: tactic sometimes you go like if i'm being very sweet and not getting a response you're like maybe i'll be a little spicy and see see if that will stir up a response you know like oh
2: i see you know what i'm
1: saying Mm. um all right he
2: he was like (laughs) are you just being spicy here to get some attention and she was like no i'm not in love with you anymore but (laughs) But yeah. not even not in love with you anymore. I don't know if I ever did. That's where I am. Like that crosses the line. Don't say that. Well, and and I, I do,
0: I do believe. Look, if I am gonna believe that someone is choosing Nicolas Cage with a goofy accent yeah. over Christian Bale and all his gluteal glory, <laughs> I am gonna have to believe that. Yes, she actually never really loved Christian Bale. She actually, sure. for whatever reason, we're taking on faith. She just was Gaga for Nick Cage. Let's believe that. The movie <laughs> doesn't really show any of that. The movie the movie yeah. makes it seem like she never really gave a shit about Christian Bale, but also she just kind of became betrothed to him out of sheer inertia, and they were just going to get married. I thought it was weird also that they didn't get married before he went to war. No, they had they a wedding-style like, engagement party. <laughs> They just stood together, but I yeah. feel like wasn't the whole deal with like World War II in those days? Like you get married, you gotta you lock know. them up before the war, yeah. so they yes. make sure yep. nobody yep, cheats yep. on whoever That's right. That's you, you right. want to do yeah. that.
2: But also, if you die, get, give me your money, have it passed.
0: Yeah, that spouse. too. Yeah, <laughs> unless there is no dowry, but there That's was. I now. mean, whatever. But <laughs> yeah, I feel I think for this to work for me, I would want to. Bel- I kind of want the Romeo and Juliet approach, right? Where at the beginning. Romeo is obsessed with Rosalind, right? He's like, Rosalind, Rosalind, Rosalind. And it's like, okay, it seems a little teenage superficial shallow, but I believe that this dude loves Rosalind. And then Juliet, enter Juliet, and suddenly who the hell is Rosalind? Yes. And this had none of that. It kind of felt like she was indifferent all the time with the possible exception of mandolin playing mode, and she was into that. But maybe she's just in love with the mandolin. Maybe she's just in love with the mandolin. Which stay away from or this, her dad? That. I mean, she <laughs> honestly just seemed like she loved her dad. Yes, I don't yeah. mean that in a, in a weird way, but no, that's like in no, way. the most that important a, relationship in her life, and that was a good that and was, lemony. Had,
2: she loved her dad, and she loved and lemony. She, she loved lemony. Loved uh,
1: lemony. Uh, the
2: family um, unit was strong.
1: R.I.P. Lemony's uh, lemony's mom. Um, <laughs> th- so this is where the movie shifts into a much more brutal <laughs> second half. Let's call it. I don't even know if it's at the halfway point. It it feels so yeah. late in the movie, but then again, the co- the to- my concept of time in this movie, it it didn't exist. I paused at some point, being like, "We're about to end," and there was still thirty minutes left. But it wasn't <laughs> like I'm like, "This is gone." I was just like, "This is the ending point. This must be." Um, but we get just so the people who haven't watched or read the book know. Um, they say the Italians have given up white flag, Mussolini's. Uh, Mussolini, down with Mussolini, and the Italians are going to leave. But then, if I'm not, help me out here, Teddy, but it seems like they, the Greeks are like, why don't you give us your arms? So that, like, that way we can have resistance defenses before you leave. Yes. And the Germans are like, you have to surrender your arms to us. And they hear from Mandras, or at least uh, Christ- uh, Nicolas Cage does, uh, that they're going to. Imprison you, regardless. That's what they did in Albania with the with mm-hmm. the Italians there. So then there's like this whole conspiratorial thing, and they're like, we don't necessarily want to drop off your arms. Then his German friend is like, you're gonna be fine. And Gunther. then Gunter, and then their, I don't know if his name was Gunter. It, it was something like Gunter.
2: Gunter.
0: Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> got
1: there but the specifics of it are are pretty confusing but basically it seemed like the italians they what they decide to do is we're gonna actually fight the germans here and we go into like a full scale like aerial naval uh like amphibious assault on the island of Kefalonia. um am i wrong they had the boats with the with the like they had the world war ii boats that like came in and they like dropped people down onto the beaches right I'm not crazy. This happened right. in this movie. I mean, yeah.
0: full disclosure. Despite having experienced this story, you know, many times in my life, I was fully in a fugue state as I was watching uh, <laughs> at six a.m. And I kind of don't remember the second half of the movie. Even that's though I watched fine. It that's fine. Days ago, it, but it's it is. But it, it is
2: because it is. It's so muddy. There's random moments that are like so dramatic and honestly very poignant. And you and I think a lot of it comes from the true heart of the book. But then it's like our tune like is describing, as it sounds. It's so muddy. Like there's, for me, a couple moments when uh, Nicolas Cage's four men of his battalion get gunned down by the brutal. Germans. It's brutal. It's shocking. I mean, he lost some good and- tenors
0: in that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: and and he and he ends up really yelling about it. He does not let it go. Like it's like, and it ends up being a shift. And I was like, whoa, that's fr- really something. When Lemony's mom is she separated from her, dragged off and killed by the soldiers. I was asking her too. And I was like, "Why are they doing that?" And he was like, "She had to die." And I was
0: like, what? <laughs> I don't "Someone understand. had to die." So, well, uh, to, to, and then to
2: the, the, well, I'll just say my yeah, a, yeah. A, a tragedy comes in threes. So All good, whatever. Of uh, like, uh, the German Gunther has a Greek uh, uh flame, the young woman, and the oh my Greek- god. Rebel forces end up grabbing her and hanging her from a tree, and it's just like it's just like here and there. You have these very uh, astonishing acts of violence, and it will ju- it will continue. But it is like, well, it's so muddy. It's so hard to talk well, and them.
0: right, and 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 look, war is hell. War I mean, is a is a, a series of random, meaningless, brutal events. But that's not the story this movie is telling. So it all rings very hollow. The movie is trying to be cute and brutal at the same time. And so I don't need it to all be cute, but the movie kind of wants to all be cute. So it should all be cute. Yes. Like this is, that's, that's exactly my issue
1: with it is that like all of the things that you described seeing those acts of violence, like all those things have happened in war and have happened in world war two happened in world war one. Like there's so much senseless killing and it's really horrible. But we're not set up to be in that movie. And maybe that's the point is like, you know, like you're never set up to be in war, but it'll come to you. Maybe that's the, maybe that's the, the Ooh, it's making that, a, that point. actually sounds pretty good. You, know, that yeah. you, you could be relaxing on your vacation in Kefalonia. And next thing you know, everything is changing just like an earthquake. Um, But I just don't feel like it, like Teddy, have you seen Life is Beautiful? Um,
0: uh, no but I I know the vibe yes. and that's the vibe they want that's cute the vibe holocaust. they want cute holocaust yep. and it, in that one it's it's. I, can, hey, I can say that
1: you, yes and in hey, that you in, <laughs> yes, I'm a cute too I can say it In in that movie like you both get you both get like the charming nature of like trying to have a good time during a horrible war but it also like hits like at the end you're crying right
0: I yeah think and it requires
1: they, a deft storytelling touch to be able yes, to pull which, that off which this is a high wire act and, and what's crazy is that we haven't even mentioned it but it's so shocking because there is and I'm not even sure I'm going to say this I'm not even sure this is right there is a fellow gay italian soldier oh, yeah who like falls in love with Nicolas Cage in we see him three times in this movie. The first, Nicolas Cage is singing opera to him, and he's like, I've been to war actually, and I know what it's like. And he's like, none of us have even seen any fighting. And you're like, How are you a captain then? How are you a captain <laughs> of this entire <laughs> battalion if none of you have seen war at all?
2: Like and none of them have fired a gun. He
1: <laughs> all- we see him <laughs> We see him again when he's what he's just around when he's playing the mandolin. Then he sees uh, Pelagia and he goes I know what it's like to love a man or whatever <laughs> and then all of the Italians horrifically get mowed down by the Germans in like a like a
2: execution,
1: uh, in like execution style executed. yes where like it's just like a, a straight battalion of German officers yeah. shooting at the Italians and Carlo the soldier saves Nicolas Cage's life oh Captain yeah life, <laughs> by blocking the bullets for him and it felt like they worked backward on that one, where they were like, we got to have him survive. How are they going to do it? Well, someone has to take the bullets. Well, who would take the bullets for him? I guess maybe someone who loved him. Great. Let's have a gay soldier. Uh, that's so much to add. <laughs> we'll just add one line and we'll introduce him. And that's where it felt like they left that. Or am I wrong? What have feels I unrealistic about point?
2: it, too, is that there's only one gay Italian. Like, <laughs> that's also... <laughs>
0: Steve's like, yeah. everyone
2: knows the Italians uh, are famously
0: I, gay. I think, yeah, they're Italians are famously gay POCs. I feel like everyone they're, knows. Gay.
2: they're gay in the style. They're, you know, like the way they are people of color, they're also queer. They're-
0: yeah. <laughs> oh my God, Christina. I. I have another, tw- I have another.
2: It's only have- Teddy can tell that joke. White Christian girls can't can tell that joke.
0: <laughs> only I can say it. Only I can say Damn. everything. Um, no, I have another rewrite, kind of like the earlier, this should be a musical. What if, this is just another, maybe everything would be better if, dot, dot, dot. Cartoon. I know you, uh, on my recommendation, which I'm very happy about, uh, just watched To Be or Not To Be, Uh Lubitsch. Oh, Yes classic film which takes place it's a theater troupe amid the carnage of world war ii it it kind of it pulls off a little bit of this magic trick that we're talking about where it it gets the grim brutality of war but it's also very light on its feet very funny and satirical and it just all sings um what if captain corelli and his boys instead of being random soldiers who had never fired a gun what if they were just like USO guys? They were just like the soldiers who are also actors and they, they were fascists nominally, but it's like, no, no, we actually just want to like do music. I mean, they kind of are trying to be that, yeah. but I'm like, would it be better if these were just straight up musicians who got dragged into this? Like, I mean, I, I yeah, I don't know. I'm just like trying to make this better and I'm finding it tough.
2: Yeah, I think that's a good angle to try in and I like your I like that you're pulling these other films cuz what's coming up for me is like Atonement is my like war romance movie, like nothing steamier but also mm-hmm. tragic. And then mm-hmm. Moulin Rouge also is like songs romance and it's pretty tragic. It's it's not mm-hmm. this same scale of like violent gruesome war, but I just feel like there are ways to really tell this story and this is not it but you
0: have to care like you have to care about telling a story this seemed preoccupied with just kind of one-to-one just taking stuff from the book it probably should have felt a lot more comfortable pruning things you know maybe we didn't Mm -hmm. um need every single storyline that was going to get short shrift I mean another thing I wanted to mention that we've kind of touched on just as like a big, weird question for me that kind of touches on all this feels like a thing that would have made sense in the book where it can get, you know, proper attention paid to it, but did not come across here at all. Why? Like from the very beginning with Yanni, with with John Hurt, it's very obvious that he wants his daughter to choose Nick Cage, who is, you know, boarding in his home. He wants Pelagia to choose Nick Cage over Christian Bale. Yeah. Why? Why does he want that?
2: Okay, yeah, I, well, like, I didn't understand this, but I saw a snippet that was like, that was like maybe it was IMDb trivia explaining it to me or something, where he says, there's a scene where he says to her, I always thought you would marry a foreigner. And I, when we were watching it, thought he said a norwegian or something. But he says, <laughs> I always thought you'd marry a foreigner. And then the, his rationale is that he's like, because a Greek man would try to dominate you in the relationship. He would be right. too... He would not be an equal partner for you. He just hates Greece. So, you know, I'm just like, I'm just like, I'm just like, how how does a foreigner, who has ever been like, a foreign husband will be an equal partner and there won't be some sort of weird dynamic that comes along (laughs) with that? And also, let an Italian fascist is- a fascist. A fascist. A tu fascismo. (laughs) He's hanging out at their place- the whole time he's like running around with sex workers and just playing music and bawling around like he's right, not he's not a some god tier guest or
0: anything. He's not like oh, no. doing the dishes no. or anything like that. No. It's cuz that would be cool. There should be a scene where Nick Cage is like helping um Dr. John Hurt with surgery <laughs> or something. Yeah. And they're just, like, bonding. There like should two dudes be bonding. something. There should be something.
2: Because there's even- also this almost tension of he's, like, he's, like, I'll tell them to keep sending your medical supplies. So it sounds like there was a trade off of, like, and it seemed yeah. like that should come back to a head of, like, when he left, they're, like, forget it. We're not sending the medical supplies to this guy. And so then he's, like, oh, well, then I guess I have to. No. It just is, like, it doesn't. They don't have anything to do together.
0: Yeah, or they should or two, be like, they should play music together. Like maybe the dad's into mandolin and they just yes. rock out together. Yes.
2: <clears throat> I love that you say that because mandolin is notoriously like not a solo instrument. It is meant to be played in duets or in group numbers and stuff. And so that would have been perfect if the dad had. Right. They could start like a
0: Lumineers, you know, hey ho sounding mandolin band or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Steen, I, I just want you to say more mandolin things to me, honestly. I don't know anything about it.
2: I I, I don't know much about it either. I just picked it up as, this was my pandemic hobby. Um, And it was back when Dorian lived with us too. So he was my music tutor and he would help me, which was awesome because Dorian's a musical genius. Um, And so he's able to, he plays the guitar and many instruments and now he knows how to play the mandolin too because he just picks it up and he's like, blink, 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 blink and plays it. Does
0: Dorian um, ever feel like your guys' Mandras where he's like off at war and you write him letters and he doesn't know how to read them?
1: Especially because Dorian is a quarter Greek. Oh, oh uh, he's Greek and Italian. He's he could Greek. be
0: descended from the
1: real he Captain He could be Corelli. descended from the real Captain Corelli. <laughs> Captain Corelli and Pelagia's unborn daughter <laughs> and son. Um I heard in the book, Teddy, correct me if I'm wrong. Yes. Uh, in the book Corelli returns, sees Pelagia with a child, thinks, oh, she must be with Mondras and is married and leaves. And the Hollywood ending, he comes back and he looks – when he comes back and he has a little bit of gray, he looks the best he's looked in the entire movie. He looks phenomenal with a little bit of gray. um, And they – it alludes to the fact that they get back together. Mm -hmm. Is that true? Is that true? Is that You're... the ending of the book? <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, it's probably true. <laughs> I mean, Which... I, uh, I read the book a while ago. I do forget. I don't really remember the differences between the movie and the book, except knowing that there are many uh-huh. and mostly just the way it's told. Like, I think that's what was what stood out for me about the book was just how well written it was. Like, it wasn't mm-hmm. some game changing story. It was just sometimes the quality of the writing. There's just a lyrical quality to it. Yeah. And, and just very inventive in terms of the way it kind of <clears throat> moved around and, in and out of people's brains, kind of all in one scene, which I love when that's well done. It's something that pretty much only a novel can do. But yeah, Artoon, whatever you read online is probably right. I okay, don't remember. good, good. Um,
2: <laughs> Teddy, as <laughs> yeah. as a singer yourself, what do you think of <laughs> Nixon Cage's singing in this? Am I a singer? Yeah, Sing. you do singing, oh. singing improv and... I've done some
0: singing. Sing? That's true. That's true. And I've, yeah. And I, I don't really know how to sing, but um, I was in some musicals. I feel like Nick Cage sounds good when he sings. This is night. This is my second singing Nick Cage. He sang with Jim Carrey in, um, in Peggy, Peggy Sue. Sue. And if he ever sings again, I'd be happy to join you guys to talk about it. I thought he sounded okay to me. Like anytime Nick Cage was musical in this movie, It was fine. It was everything else I hated.
1: He's better singing in this than when he was singing in last week's The Family Man. Uh, He sings a three-minute song in The Family Man. back-to-back
2: a lot of him singing.
1: Yeah. Uh, A lot of him singing. Um, I don't think it's... I've never thought his... What I like about Nicolas Cage singing, what I truly love about it, is that I think if I had to sing in a movie, I would sound like him. In the sense that it's... No one would go... Oh my God, he should be in Pitch Perfect. He's amazing, but they wouldn't be like, "Oh God, he's a foghorn." He's Russell Crowe and Les is, um, <laughs> <laughs> like, it's right down the middle. It's fine. It's your average person singing, which I and
0: he brings he brings gusto to <clears throat> it. He's like a karaoke is- person, a karaoke person who just brings the energy, and that's what's fun about it. And that's I felt like fun in about this movie, singing.
2: yeah. Wait, you triggered. Like he- rap card, which is that is. do you know this karaoke story about him? What? It's sad.
0: Please he, sad. He, it's Please sad, tell. it's a
2: little sad, but it's it's in, in uh April, August of 2019. Nicolas Cage goes to a Japanese karaoke bar, I think somewhere in Los Angeles, I'm not sure, but he goes to sing with a friend of his and some passerby managed to spot him take a video of him singing Prince's Purple Rain, and they <laughs> disseminated over the internet. And he was very embarrassed and like, don't watch this because this was my like musical therapy like my chance to do some primal screaming and express myself and i'm not gonna go do karaoke anymore and i'm on the one hand, i am and i said this last week sorry i'm repeating myself but it's like i'm sure there are places you could go and have a more secure karaoke experience and you don't need to (laughs) give up the hobby altogether but on the other hand i'm also like singing is fun it's nice in this in this movie he says i've always found something in life worth singing about and i'm like Yes, yes, these things are true. But I also, I did feel like he was swinging a little closer to the foghorn side <laughs> of the performance. The
1: okay, the the karaoke I, thing breaks my heart, and I just yeah. I have to say it again: people should sing in movies that aren't the best singers. That's real yeah, life. I agree if with you that. Want I think that's people a good singing tip. more in the world. You got to yes,
0: show I that. Do. You yeah. can't just you can't just have. Anna I Kendrick. think in non. <laughs> In non-musicals, I totally agree with you. Yes, yes. But if it's a musical where the whole point is the singers are good, because Hollywood has this problem, we've gone totally into, like, Ryan (laughs) Gosling and Emma Stone are singing their own songs. And I'm like, I don't give a shit. They're not, like, trained, like, it should be like singing in the rain style where we're just piping it in from a talented person. But I agree with you, Artoon. I think if an average Joe is singing an average song in an average film, I do want to hear that.
1: Yes, yes, I'm not saying in music. Yeah. I think musicals should be fun and with good singers. That's the point yes. of the musical, but in a right. film without where it's just someone singing.
2: Um, And it doesn't feel right for this movie. It feels like if I'm supposed to fall in love with Captain (laughs) Corelli, Captain Corelli, it'll be so much easier if he is gorgeous (laughs) and can sing. If he has the voice of an angel and comes in belting around on the beach, I would be like, "Wow, this is very confusing." Like maybe this fascist is more charming than I think. But like it's, but yeah. Just being an earnest guy is not enough. Just casting
0: malpractice in every sense. And and this movie, I think what's great about your your guys' pod is that you're talking about Nick Cage and he's just an actor with such clear phases. Um, It's very clear that he had two to three year chunks of time where he said, I'm going to do this. I'm going to focus on this because he's had these really varied roles and approaches, but I feel like they do really occur in chunks of films yeah. and between this movie and the family man you know he's he's fresh off of uh it could happen to you like he's done some of those other ones in the 90s he was just kind of in a hey i could just be a boring kind of guy but I mean, not yeah. that he's boring in this but he's definitely not going full weird cage he's definitely no, pretty not. normy, um by the standards of what he can do mm-hmm. and uh That's just odd to me that he's just like... Well, it's crazy. Like two years ago, he was doing
1: 8mm and Bringing Out the Dead, which are like such insane, crazy movies. To then go from that to Captain Corelli. But um, it's funny that you like say like he's taking such big swings because his reps were like, don't do this, man. Don't do this. You're not going to be good in it. And he was like, nothing fueled me more than my reps saying I shouldn't and can't do this. Which gave more fire I mean, to him to go do it, and they're like they're not gonna like you, which <laughs> they were mostly right, unfortunately, I mean tune um, though, as someone
0: who's had reps, don't you feel like they kind of you kind of get that <laughs> like, I do when my rep i I hear that story, and I'm like, oh damn, of course he did the movie, nothing yeah, he should have i I, I get that I also.
1: My reps, I also, I I like my reps, so this is not a a knock against them, but this goes into the singing. You know that TV show, Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist? That's like, (laughs) that's like a musical, it's like a musical TV show.
0: Yeah. It's like a show that barely existed and now no longer exists. Yes. There
1: was Zoe's Extraordinary Christmas as well. Um, But there was a, I've told my reps plenty of times, I can carry a tune, but I can't like sing if it's supposed to be really good. And they mm-hmm. sent me, like, a, like, guest star huge role where I'm supposed to be a love interest in Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, where I'm supposed to, like, truly sing a full song for the audition, and, like, it's supposed to be beautiful. And I, like, I never – I try my best never to turn down an audition, but I, like, emailed my reps going, like, I don't want casting to think I am horrible. Like, I I, I don't want whoever's casting this to go, woof, we this guy – no bueno, and I, and it's one of the few times I've been like, I can't do this. Not in a way that there's like a challenge. Like I think if there's sometimes you hear stories. It's like, oh, I didn't know how to ride a horse, and I got cast in the movie, and I had to just pick it up. Singing is not like that. <laughs> right. You can't just become a good singer um, to become the love interest overnight.
0: Just well, the first top. off, our Thanks for being vulnerable and authentic hey, you're, in you're, this you're, space yes, and sharing yes. that. <laughs> but yeah, I think. You're I I feel you and you're kind of I mean, yeah, you're kind of saying Nick Cage should have known that about himself, like not just that he's not a good enough singer because maybe he was fine enough singing in this, Uh but he should have maybe known he wasn't exactly the debonair, handsome Chris Hemsworth uh, leading man like he definitely is a leading man of a kind and he could be handsome. But he maybe wasn't, you know, Mr. Fascist, seal your girl that was needed. It was kind of me in high school. And I've told this, I think to you guys off mic before, (laughs) many times. This is like my only story. But me in high school, (laughs) confidently auditioning for Mr. Darcy in Pride and Prejudice. And I was a senior, and I was president of the drama club. So I kind of thought it was a foregone conclusion that I would at least get a callback. You should have gotten a callback. Out of out of respect, I should have gotten a callback, and Nick Cage should have gotten a callback for this, if not having been cast. But uh, I only ended the entire show. I only got called back for Mr. Collins, and it was like, "Wow, message received." (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, universe. God, I'm goofy. Got it. But I was just devastated because it wasn't that I. Really thought I was going to be Mister Darcy. Like I knew Alex Coleman was going to be Mister Darcy. I knew it, and he tough, and he did tough. great, except for when he missed his entrance. I uh, hope you're not listening, Alex, but um, <laughs> which was one of the worst five minutes of my life being on stage for that. But I should have. I really, I just wanted to be like, I guess, uh, handsome enough or leading man enough, yes, that it wasn't totally out of the question that I'd be in the final. Uh, circle the final, you know, the final choice for Darcy. And uh, yeah, it's probably Nick Cage, I think was just aiming for that in this. He yes. was like, yeah, I'm Captain he Corelli. Was... Of course I'm Captain Corelli. I'm a Coppola.
1: I'm Captain and, Corelli. And here's the thing. At the time he was getting paid $20 million a movie. And so <laughs> he, he could just say, I am Captain Corelli. And they'd go, you're Captain Corelli. Like he's coming off of such a hot streak. Like we, it's hard to put ourselves... At that time, right now, where I mean, this is true, it's still only like you know, three, four years after Face Off and Con Air and right. The Rock, which have made plus, like, let collect- alone his Oscar, which was only let right, alone before his that. Oscar, which was right before that. Um, and even like uh, the films after that still did pretty well, like Snake Eyes and um, uh, what's the other one, Steen? I don't know, babe. The, the, all all of these movies still He did was certainly well. nowhere
0: near video on demand land. At
1: this he was point. certainly he was so a it's so capital A A list guy. He could just kind of demand to be in a movie and he would be in it which uh to go back to a quick audition experience for myself love, that also includes love. a little bit of a war tie-in. I've never auditioned for something feeling they have to give it to me except for my senior year in college. There was a play about the <laughs> Armenian genocide. I was the only Armenian auditioning for the lead, and I oh no. I truly felt like I mean there there's if they, they don't can't, give it to
2: me I'm they, going uh, to the dean yeah they
1: they have to give it to me and I auditioned and I got the callback of course um, and it was funny I I felt bad for the other people in the callback for the role of Harry um, the lead guy because I I just wanted to go you guys aren't gonna get it I've no, I I don't. <laughs> Not in a bad way. Like I think you're all terrific oh. actors, and I hope you you book the other parts. And I got it. I I, I got it. I was. And you were nazi. amazing. You were amazing. I was amazing. You were really good. I at it. <clears throat> I won the theater award that year for it. It was oh. it was everything I would ever dreamed of.
0: Um, nice. Wow. But that this was a great not, story. Thank you. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is a story but, of our oh, oh, team. Knowing he was going to crush it, and then he did. It
1: was amazing. But I'm I'm wondering if Nicolas Cage thought maybe like. Maybe that will be Captain Corelli for me. And that was, for me, right. what he hoped Captain Corelli was for
0: him. Yes, he, manifest- <laughs> he manifested incorrectly. And I'm sure everyone, you know, John Madden, not to be confused with football John Madden. Not to be confused with uh, football, John Madden. Tough acting to an acting, boom. John Madden was fresh off Shakespeare in Love, which was just like the charming little movie that could. A, a, a best picture winner that completely, like, nobody thought it would win. And then it did. And he probably thought, I'm the guy now. I'm Spielberg. That's me. And then basically this movie ruined his career as a legitimate, serious, (laughs) (laughs) critically esteemed filmmaker before it began. He now makes like fourth exotic Marigold Hotel movies. That's all he does. It's (laughs) a nice way to make a living. But he's not that guy, pal. And Nick Cage, I think, was in a phase of his career, like you're saying, where he kind of was the A-list dude, was a critically acclaimed guy and kind of uh fumbled the bag as it were as the kids say and he's definitely moving into a different phase of his career at this yes, point in time. Yes. But
1: we are only 1 year away from his second Oscar nomination for adaptation. Oh, 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 I'm so excited for that. Is that going to be Okay, I'm and that's very, coming up. Very, that is coming up. That's one up, of my favorite it's, movies. It's crazy. Yeah. That's what's so shocking to me is that Within a span of one year, you could do Captain Corelli's mandolin and adaptation.
0: And that's the beauty. That is the beauty of Nick Cage is that he's he's on on a scale of one to a hundred. He's delivered a performance at every single individual (laughs) number, I believe. And this is probably his six out of a hundred. Yeah, it could be.
2: Well, it's crazy what you're saying about like, I love you call that he fumbled it he said manifested incorrectly i think it's so amazing and it and it's just it is like in the nicolas cage legacy it honestly is very honestly almost is like like brave and courageous and so earnest that he takes on a role that opens him up to to the criticism of this guy is not handsome or cool enough to play this role. <laughs> like, like that Our am is like, I'm not, I'm not going to open myself up to these casting directors being able to be like, this guy cannot sing for beans. Like what a joke that he thinks he should be in this. Like, like it, it, it ends up being impressive.
0: Impressive. Even
2: if it is also <laughs> so staunchly disappointing.
0: Yes, he um, he he fails boldly often, fails which we love about boldly. him. Yes, he yes, fails yes. boldly, and I think if anything, what what I am a little disappointed by in this movie is that there's something oddly boring about Nick Cage's performance. Mm-hmm. His decision to yes. be Captain Carelli is audacious, oh. but yes. something about the performance feels weirdly um, muted to me. A, a funny accent aside, I'm not sure what it is. Maybe it's just the movie itself. It's like why like i think if you watched a 2 minute super cut of the craziest things in this movie it would stand up borderline alongside wicker man as like wow nick cage has been in some crazy movies but then when you actually watch this you're like i feel like going to bed the whole time i not to see some I've written a yeah.
1: note here that it says he kind of just seems like
0: a loser or a sad cuck. Is my yes, <laughs> is yes. my description of him? Yeah, which uh, Mondras is the sad cuck, but it <laughs> comes off as just this like hot just, freedom fighter. Yeah, so
2: hot freedom fighter. For me, it's like it's like uh, maybe maybe we're moving into final thoughts, and I'll say uh, my like wrap up note on this. Oh shoot! Oh no! I've had a brain fart. <laughs>
0: It's okay. It's okay. You have it. All right. Well, I'll just read my final note then. I I think I've gotten to a lot. I just wrote, this movie looks like an Oscar bait. It quacks like an Oscar bait, (laughs) but it sucks. (laughs) I think that's pretty much all you need to know about this film. It's boring and bad, but it is really fun to talk about. So I think if you were with some homies at a sleepover and you threw this on and just like two people were paying attention, everyone else was running in and out and having snacks that would be the ideal setting for this movie and pretty much none other. But the book is great. Yes. Yeah, I feel or like, it, like, it's like it's a d- movie
2: you could have on in the background of parties if it weren't for some of the violence. <laughs> it comes on it right. is pretty yes. to
0: look at. It does harken back to a time where even bad Oscar movies were still expensive. Definitely not shot in front of green screens. It's a beautiful on location. I mean, Greece never lets you down in that respect. Yes. So it is kind of, it has that Mamma Mia sisterhood of the traveling pants. Yeah. I I you know a a, a sumptuous light. orgy for the eyes. Yes, it yeah. is it is
1: it is very beautiful and Kefalonia which I think they filmed on location is stunning. Um and before we get into our ratings I have a couple because I think we're all Well
2: wait, I trending. remembered my little oh. my little stroke oh, yes, moment yes, which yes. is that I was going to say I was, I I'm trying to sort of forgive me if I don't articulate this well which is but it's just like Nicolas Cage doing this film and doing it so blandly like having it be an audacious bold choice going against the advice of his agents and putting so much work into it to learn a full instrument and an accent and like do all this stuff but like not leaning into his strengths of being an eccentric operatic person and not a straight mm-hmm. man makes me think that he doesn't have an awareness of himself and his circumstances and the context and i think that is also what like detracts from his work as an artist is like one when he doesn't understand like what's <coughs> going on in the work or his place in it Two, I also think he's in his mid-30s. And Mm -hmm. from what I was reading from some interviews, and maybe this is just puffery, though. He's sort of posing as if like I finally know what I want in life and where I am and who I am, whatever. And I'm like, that is hubris. You have no idea. You haven't sunk fully into yourself. You're always changing. You're always morphing. Like every decade is going to bring a new version of yourself. Mm-hmm. So you can't be like, I did it. I figured myself out, and now I'm done. Like,
0: well, I like that. Sure. I mean, hubris. What? What a more? What more Greek yeah. concept could there be than that? Yes. Mm-hmm. I. I
1: also think though, like. This might be me trying to defend like some of this, but it's—he's going through this divorce. It's very public. It's like all in the mm. tabloids. Him and Patricia Arquette, because they're both stars. And he's like, you know what? Going to Greece for three months to shoot this. It'll be great to get out of here. It'll be great to be out of the United States. It'll be great to go film far away and just like be out of out of it all. I don't know if how much that actually played into it. I'm like maybe, maybe he was like this is this will be my vacation away from this hell that I'm currently in, and but part of the He could, have, what the he could have
0: just he could have just gone on vacation for three months. He could also though. just gone on vacation. I mean, I know I know the man never doesn't work, but yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I yeah, I mean, I feel you. I kind of like what Steen said, which is basically credit to Nick Cage for throughout his career being as bold and confident as Artoon auditioning for the Armenian <laughs> genocide play, nice. but also. Maybe he should have been um, a bit more occasionally circumspect and self aware, as our was when they asked him to audition for Zoe's extraordinary mm. playlist. Yes, nice. if he could be more wow. like our is what we're saying. Artoon. Nice,
1: Artoon. Yay, wow. um, so I was saying, as I was saying earlier, uh, it sounds like we're going to get into our ratings, and I think uh-huh. our ratings are going to be pretty similar from what I'm, what I've felt. And so before Which, we get into how it, often, how often, how often are we how all, often are all a movie? three like, exactly? Yeah. So in order to give the other side, I've pulled a couple of five star reviews from Amazon. Oh, joy! Um, just to see what other people think. First one: gender neutral movie with action and romance, stunning scenery, five stars.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this you is that. a, a give, gender
1: a gender neutral movie. I don't have the usernames here, unfortunately. Are you kidding um, me, Arjun? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, and this is one this is one that really goes to bat for um the for Nicholas Cage and for the ending that I was mentioning earlier. The official reviewer for Amazon makes the blanket statement that Nicholas Cage is miscast but fails to explain why he thinks so. I think this is a great movie. A fine love story set in the horrors of war and in the worst horrors of Oh no and in the worst horrors of being a one-time German ally. In my judgment, Cage was perfect in the role. Moreover, I like the Happy Halloween ending much better than the novels, wherein Captain Corelli returns after the war, sees Pelagia with a kid, assumes it is hers, and she is happily married with Mandras, and so leaves without even speaking to her. This really strange credulity. Only an idiot would do this, and the good artistic no, that's captain... Men. That's how men would be. Hello? And the, and the good artistic I mean, captain idiots, but... would... Thanks, Hollywood and John Madden, for a fine film, a major improvement on the novel. And John Shannon, open your eyes, man. John Shannon being the official Amazon reviewer. Um, <laughs> oh, a John Shannon <laughs> drive-by. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and finally, the role of Captain Corelli is played by Nicolas Cage. Look, I'm not typically a big Cage fan. I don't go out of the way to see his movies. But in my opinion, this film is some of his best ever dramatic work five stars so i want to ask the person why they
2: picked up captain corelli's mandolin so- if, if not to seek out <laughs> nicholas cage's work because that's so- the only reason we're watching it
0: right complete this is so- a true for the completionists only film. Yeah. Yes. So, so just saying
1: there's some people out there who will stand by this not us. Cool. Let's
0: get into our yeah. Let's get into our ratings. Steve?
2: So you remember the rating study that the movie is it's out of five of stars? One, five, one of them is 1 to 5,
0: one of them's 1 to 10 <laughs> for whatever. Yeah, reason. yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, five <laughs> yeah. stars for the movies and then cages ten, 10 cages, five for technical, uh what he delivered, five for creative what he brought. I think
0: that's um, I think that is new since that was new. on the pod. Yes, I remember, we up- I we updated I remember listening when you added the sort of gymnastic style scoring. Yes. Which I think it's yes. yes. wonderful, Oh, yeah. Excellent.
2: Yes. Good. Yeah. Um, do you want to start us off or round us out?
0: I want to start us off, I guess. Um, I believe, I mean, this is a clear two out of five letterbox movie for me. Um, cause you know, it's not the worst movie of all time, but yeah. it sucks. Uh, and <laughs> if, if it were bad enough, so I, I coming in, I had it rated a 2.5. That was just what I thought it was before um which is yeah pretty much what i give when a movie sucks but is fun to watch which i remembered it being but i actually think it was just fun to have on in that creepy airbnb or in uh, bed and breakfast and without the that ambiance it lost a little something so it's a two gosh i'm gonna give a technical and i'm gonna give him i think i'm gonna just go four out of Mm ten for the cages. Cause I think on the technical, we have to reward the mandolin playing. I mean, he's yes, certainly yes. worked hard on that. And he it's it's wonderful. That's great. His fingers, awesome. <laughs> Everything else, <laughs> trash. Uh and yeah, it feels like a yeah, I'm gonna go two and, and four out uh four out of ten. Yeah. Um yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and give the I'm very similar. I think it's a two out of five
1: movie. Um for a movie to be one out of five, if people are wondering, it has to be like actively terrible this movie was not good but it was not horrible like uh we've watched horrible movies i've seen horrible movies this this doesn't stand there like you need to be angry. beginning middle movie. and end
0: we're all there yeah
1: it's all there and it was gorgeous like the, the the filming itself the cinematography was really nice um cage i will reward him for the mandolin playing and i guess i'll reward him on doing the movie against his rep's wishes um, and so that's one point up on each. So a two and a two for a total of four as well.
2: Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Okay. I, I agree that it's a two star movie. One star cause it's definitely a movie. Second star cause it's a mandolin movie. And I feel like those are few and far between mandolin. And are we Lily still rocks.
0: getting our special? We're still getting, we're Maryland. getting that right after, Forest right after features? the, right okay. after the ratings.
1: Mm-hmm. We're getting some, we're getting a little concert.
2: What Cool. Uh, Bella maybe,
0: Bambina.
2: Uh, maybe it'll be like a sneaker. Would, it, would it, they do that after the credits roll? It, like a Marvel teaser? A stinger. Yeah, a stinger. Okay, we yeah, we Maybe we okay. will have a mandolin stinger and that way if, if people who don't want their ears to hurt can just be like, that's the end of the episode. Um, but I was going to say uh, she starts with a movie and then as far as Cage goes, um, for... The technical, what he delivered, I would say minus one on the accent and I would say another minus one because I think, and I think this happens when you're doing an accent, like like w- w- Nicolas Cage really shines when he like works with the script and chews it over and adds like the cage inflections and has really thought about mm-hmm. that. And I think that the accent gave him a layer uh, that prevented more of that happening
0: Mm, So he was just thinking about the accent all the time. So he couldn't do his vampire kiss.
2: Freelance. Yeah. Yeah. There's already, you're already working with one juggling one knife and you juggling two is now you're really juggling, but I don't know what I'm saying, but I, but I'm just saying no good there. But, uh, I'm, I'm like, I feel like I, and then I'll take another point off be creative for the the woodenness and the failure to bring more of the cagey in so i think i'm at seven though because i i'm like i'm like i'm like the learning the mandolin and playing the mandolin was so good love oh actually i can dock i'll dock another point off the technical because the sex scene was so viciously uncomfortable um That that yeah. was really atrocious for me and bringing it down more to a six. This doesn't feel truthful though. I feel like he was not very good in this. I feel like he was right. more lower, but I don't know I don't know how to keep docking points for like <laughs> I just didn't like
0: Well, you seem pretty it. attached to this docking point system. You can just give him a number, you know. You just give him a six. Uh, I'm not saying you should. I'm you just saying. Five. Look, I, I like your system. It's just it's uh, I'll um, give
2: him a six. Cool. I'll give him nice. a six. Love. I docked two as, points as, from each category for well, theme. Steen, have you
0: ever been the highest on Cage's performance? Yes. Yes. People on yes. the pod? Okay. Yeah, yes. Okay. I think on, It's, it's I think,
2: never when you expect it. <laughs>
0: no. well, I that's think that's what I love about you. You're my <laughs> magic eight-balliest eight <laughs> friend. Uh, yes. <laughs> oh, no, uh,
2: if no,
1: I'm not no mistaken, mistake. City of Angels was Christina's number one movie of the 90s. <laughs> A movie that...
0: <laughs> A oh no, Con Air
2: is- was my number one, but City of oh, Angels it's, it's, it's was it's my number two. I still have to
0: watch two. City of Angels and listen to that pod. Isn't that based on a? It's based on a foreign film, right? Which would you is love, fantastic. You would love the, the,
2: the foreign American film Vogue. is so good. Yeah. Wings of Desire, are cool. team?
1: Yeah, Wings of Desire, dude. You, you should just that. watch Wings of watch that. Desire.
0: love. So I love Happy Angels, just helping out. I'll say uh, this.
1: the or If you're going to watch City of Angels, the order you should go in is City of Angels into Wings of Desire because you go up as opposed to right. watching Wings of Desire and then you're brought down by City of Angels.
0: I'm in. I love
1: it. <laughs> Even though it's Christina's it's great, number two. It's a great movie double feature. 90s.
2: Yeah. Um, <laughs> 90s are a brutal time.
1: But... <laughs> 90s is some of his best work. It's so insane. Um, uh, anyways, um, Steen, is it time for. For a little mandolin play?
2: No, I just told you that was going to be a stinger okay, at the fine, end fine, after fine, fine, the fine. credits roll. All right, all right, it, all
1: right. Then let's get into the Are you going to cut credits.
2: the part where I yell at you? Well, now, now you know how we feel about the movie, and we'd love to hear from you, listener. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Question. Send any emails to Pod at JVL.com. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to the podcast. Feel free to throw a five-star review our way. Um, Teddy, do you have anything you'd like to plug?
0: No, I would love to plug Cage Old Question, uh, which is what Tina (laughs) and Christina's wonderful podcast. Um, Nothing else comes to mind at the moment, but um, I very much hope to... Once you guys reach the wilderness years and you're very unhappy (laughs) that you're still doing this podcast because of the horrible, horrible schlock you're going to have to watch... I'd love to be invited back on for one wow. of those. Oh we'd love yeah. to have you back down. So I'll plug <laughs> I'll plug that the three yeah. time club. Exactly. Well I'm not gonna get ahead of myself. I mean we need Zach wow. on here. There's oh, lots yeah, of there's lots of things that need to happen. You
1: know now. we're gonna get a text like, Wow, can't believe Teddy's on twice
0: before I was even on the Oh that's Sorry. I'm i l I'm not, I'm thrilled <laughs> and terrified at the same time. Oh boy.
2: Um well, for our next episode, we're watching the 2001 film *Christmas Carol*, the movie, animated uh, movie. Uh, we hope you'll watch with us. Listen in. Whoa!
0: But it's not Zemeckis' it's *Christmas Carol*. It's just some other. No, no,
2: fucking it's Jimmy. It's
1: Jimmy T Murakami. No relation to the other Murakami. Um, and it's, an, it's <laughs> not, an animated. Not the author uh, of *Kafka on the, the Shore* and Bird yes. Chronicles*. Got it. Got it. Yes,
2: okay. it's, it's gonna be grim.
1: Yeah, and we don't know that it might be I a nice say, children's Christmas Carol animated film,
2: and he's I mean, watching.
1: Cr- he's a voice actor.
0: Christmas movies out of season. Oof! All right, thoughts <laughs> and prayers to my friends. Uh... Couldn't be me.
2: <laughs> All right, let, let, let's sign off. The signing off. This is Christina,
1: and our two Nazareth with special guest Teddy Stein
0: And you've been answering the cage hole question. (laughs) Perfect. Something like that.
1: I steal the Declaration of Independence. I'm a vampire! I'm a vampire! I'm a vampire! vampire.
2: I'd like to take his his face off. No, the was a little drunk. Plus, I was horny.